My beautiful people, what is going on out there? I'm Lisa. And I'm Eric. And welcome to the Music Matters Media Podcast. And today we have a super, super exciting episode. We are going to be talking with an up-and-coming hip-hop artist called Be Light. I'm excited, man. I've been looking forward to this. Me too. It's going to be a real fun one today. I can already feel it. But as always, we have to get into our top three international countries of this week. Eric, are you ready? Ready. Coming in at number three, we have Mexico. Nice, nice. Nice to see them again. Coming in at number two, we have Canada. Wow, a newcomer. Welcome back, Canada. Welcome back. And coming in at number one, we have Brazil. Nice, nice. Staying strong. So there you have it, you guys. Number three, Mexico. Number two, Canada. And number one, Brazil. That is our top three for this week. But have no fear. If you want to make our top three next week or any week after that, all you have to do is share this podcast with your friends, with your families, with any loved ones you may have. And we could be shouting you out next. And without further ado, here is our interview with Be Light. I hope you all enjoy. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Bobby, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. You are on now with Lisa and Eric. Welcome. Hey. hey. Oh, thank you. What's going on, Lisa? What's going on, Eric? Let's break it down for the people listening. Can you just introduce yourself for everybody out there, please? How's it going, guys? My name is Felix. I'm a hip-hop pop artist coming out of the greater New York area. And um, I've been invited on Lisa's show to say a few words and have an interview. Welcome, welcome. I know your birthday recently just passed. How old are you now? Uh, December 1st. I'm now 26. Wow, happy belated. Thank you. Thank you so much. No problem. I know that you were born in West Africa, and it says you were raised in New York. How old were you when you first came to the United States? So when I first got here, I was around two years old. And I'm basically a New Yorker. You are. You're basically, <laughs> you're basically a New Yorker. <laughs> no, I have tons of family back there, but I haven't had a chance to go back there and check everyone out, though. But hopefully soon. Definitely on the bucket list, though, right? Oh, absolutely. It's at the very top. So I was... Originally, when I came, I lived in Queens for a couple of years. Uh, Richmond Hill. And then we moved to Elmont. And I spent most of my childhood and young adult years in Elmont. And how old were you when that happened? Ooh, maybe around five years old. Wow, wow. So a lot happened yeah. when you were young. 
you got you got bounced a, you got bounced around a, quite a bit. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so growing up, who did you listen to, and who are you listening to now in comparison? Oh my goodness, I listen to a lot of Nas, Michael Jackson. Nice, nice. I would say the Fuji sprinkled here and there. Um, Bob Marley would ring a lot. Uh, various African artists that I don't actually remember, but I can hear and cultivate the sound from it. A lot of legends in that list. Yeah, absolutely. None but great songwriters, uh, very influenced, and I started writing poetry when I was very young as well. I'm so glad you mentioned Nas because that's one of the first people I thought of when I heard your album. You know, people keep saying that, and I have no doubt that he's rubbed off on me a little bit. <laughs> a little bit's an understatement. It's the influence is clear, man. I have man. no doubt that he has. But also, like, well, I would say Nas is definitely the primary. But you know, there's most stuff that I listen to, Rockin', some Tribe. But definitely heavy knots. I definitely heard some Fife Dog in your delivery. Yeah, Fife. Good old Fife. And I want to say now, nowadays, there's so many artists out there, but I'm just, I feel like I'm just like a student because I listen to so many different artists on a daily basis. But I want to say who I'm probably most influenced by nowadays would be, um, a lot of people don't know him, would be King Los. He's a very, very lyrical rap star and legend, you know. I always try to um, look up to see what he's doing next because he always brings a different take on hip-hop lyrics and rap flow. Uh, B.O.B. is definitely one of them. Um, he's a great hip-hop artist pop star as well that I've definitely come to admire. Uh, and another one that really has been influencing me maybe in the last few years would definitely be Ed Sheeran as well. Wow. Yeah, so I'm pretty weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good thing. That's a good thing to pull influences throughout different genres and incorporate that in your music. Yes, absolutely. I think that definitely so helps you separate yourself from everybody else. Yes, and that's one thing I definitely do pride myself on being different um, as a hip hop artist, especially in the New York area, is because I do have a lot of acoustic influences. You know, like I would get on the beat with just a guitar or just a piano, and I have made records like that with me rapping to only that instrument. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I mean, did where did that idea come from to rap over acoustic or, you know, synthesizer beats? I want to say it wasn't so much an idea as it just happened. When I was younger, I know that um, I used to work with this producer called Anthony Mirabella. Shout out to Mirabella. He's working in the city at the practice right now, but I'd go over to his house in Quorum, and he would just play the piano while we were making instrumentals, and I would just start rapping to the piano. You know, I would always have guitarists around. I would just be playing, and I would just start rapping to the guitar, you know, without a beat, and it just worked. It felt right 
all the time. So I started saying, you know what, I need to include a lot more organic instruments into my work. And it's really something that I saw was different from like artists because an artist that always performed with a band seemed to command so much more attention to me. And I figured just mixing that with hip hop, which is a spoken word influence, which commands attention on its own. It really takes away all the other noisy elements and allows you to focus on the the instrument and the other instrument, my vocals primarily, and I think it just made for a great marriage between the two. So let's take things all the way back to the beginning. When did you start creating music and how did you get involved in the music industry? So creating music... I would say I started creating music, music aside from my poetry, because I was the co-president, president of the poetry club back when I was in high school. Wow. Ninth grade. A for ninth grade, I would say. Um, in about the ninth grade, um, I hooked up with one of my closest, best, best friends and brothers today, James Lucid, at Suwanaka. A uh, cool white boy, you know, I met him at McDonald's. And he was, <laughs> I know that he was rapping. You know, he was doing stuff, and I was like, hey, what's going on? He was like, hey, what's going on? And I was like, yo, I heard you rap. He's like, yeah, you know I rap, I do that in my basement. And I really would not believe it. I'm like, yeah, right, really? You rapping? So he invited me over to his house <laughs> on the next week or so, and I saw it set up, you know, it was... Uh, home studio days and he was doing his thing and you know I just started going and following him more and more and he was actually so much better than me and I actually don't know what he was thinking inviting me over to actually start rapping with him so he actually helped me get my start in it because I, I had no idea there was already like a small and blooming hip hop community in in my school right you know and he was already in on it, and he kind of showed me the ropes, and I kind of took over from there. So how long have you been creating music? When was that? Oh, my goodness. 16. It's going to be 15. It's over a decade now. Wow. And look how yeah. far you've come since then. Yeah. That's pretty insane. Definitely. It's over a decade now. I wanted to talk about this quote that you have on your website. It says, mm -hmm. while there may be an abundance of darkness, it is both mine and your personal duty to assume the role as a beacon of light in such obscurity. I must be light. Can you explain what yeah. that quote means to you and the significance behind the name Be Light? Uh, so, I'm sure if you check all my social media, it is I must be light. Um, I thought it was such a, a catchy catchphrase, you know, in every piece of music that I release, even when it can get dark at times and it can be super lyrical and super choppy, I really try to put out the most positive message that I can, um, the best I can, you know, I love to tell stories, I love to tell sad stories, happy stories, but I always try to make a very, very light point of view or Rather, I try to make sure that people know that there is a positivity in, in every outlook and every outreach. I feel that is a musician's um, responsibility, and I feel like it's a listener's responsibility 
to try to find the positive in everything because of how powerful music can be. So I say that because I try to distance myself and separate myself from other artists that don't necessarily nurture the community as much as they should because, you know, somebody has to and it's just good for the overall growth of it. So I try to be light, you know, I must be light, be light. You have so many uplifting songs, and a lot of your songs, not only do you promote positivity, but you bring a lot of social awareness in your music. Why do those subjects inspire you to write music? Because they're they're so present and current. It's literally, music is around all the time. I don't think there's a place that you can go without music being around. So music is, to me, I would say music is like the number one influential thing in the world, if I'm going to be honest. You know, you can't walk out of, you can't walk into a bar or a barbershop or a restaurant without hearing music. Whether you understand it or not, there's just something about the wavelength and, and everything that actually influences everything you do. So at the same time, music has always been a way for people to convey how they feel. And I think as an artist, it would it would be wrong if you didn't talk about social issues at all because they influence you in every single aspect of everything you do. The minute I get into my car, I turn on music and I turn on the song. And if I'm talking about a um, social awareness song about maybe policemen pulling you over, I could get pulled over at any time. That could be something that I can reflect on. Maybe I just heard a song about it maybe five minutes before I even got pulled over that could help me pacify whatever situation I may be going through. Right. You know, music is always around and a lot of people, especially young kids, there isn't like a two or three year old that doesn't know the latest pop song on the radio. You know, and that so gets true. great with them as they grow up. You know, they can recite the whole entire song. So you, I know how strong music is and how much it penetrates people. So it's definitely the best thing to put some social awareness in there so people know that whether they watch the news or not, they know that something like this is happening and somebody's talking about it. I think that's important. So with that being said, how do you feel about the climate of hip-hop present day? Because it is a lot different, you and I both know, than how it was back then. And it is very popular now amongst mumble rappers and trap music and kind of this feel-good party vibe with less focus on a message behind it. So how do you feel about the transition that's going on lately in hip-hop? I definitely can't say I am happy about the transition, but I also don't want to be one of those old man rappers who are like, oh, you youngins <laughs> don't know music today. Back you in know, my day. Really, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's really hard to like separate myself from the two sometimes, but then I have to look back, you know, even in the history of music in general and hip-hop, you know, Back in the day, you know, when Sugar Hill came, came out with, you know, a hit, a hop, a hit, a hit me to the hip, hip hopity. Yeah. Not all of that had, like, strict messages and lyrical, so you also can't forget the effect that music has just to give energy to something. That being said, I don't say that I'm very happy with the messages behind 
um, what they generally would talk about in the mumble rap genre. And that's what I think it should be. I think it should be a separate genre and let people dominate in that aspect and kind of separate it and deviate it from hip-hop just a little bit. That, again, I can't discredit the youngins that have immense talent because it does take some sort of talent to make music that's going to pop, catch on to the masses. And the kids that are doing it are getting younger and younger. And, of course, that's going to appeal to the younger generation because they see themselves reflected in the people making the music. So I understand it. Um, I'm trying my best to grow with it. Um, I can adapt to anything. So, you know, even on my songs, you know, I pull out a trap song here and there. But I'm still sure that real hip-hop, real rap, old-school rap can dominate on these new-school beats because the most important thing is being able to adapt to the new-coming eras, changes, and fads. That way you can actually be a legend and be someone that can also influence in the future. So I can't say it's a bad thing to be able to adapt. So for everyone, it's different, but what is your personal writing and recording process like? So for me, I usually have, it's weird, because I, I come from an era where it's like all punchlines and lyrics. I've also performed and been a part of uh, the Team Backpack movement for so long that whenever I'm driving around and just walking around, I just hear punchlines in my head all the time. So what I have to do is often I have to write down the punchlines that I have, and if I'm making, like, songs or story songs, I reflect to, like, my list of ramblings and punchlines that I've come up with, and I kind of make my story, and then I insert my punchlines where they have to go. That being said, if I'm trying to come up with an idea for like a new song or something like that, I will just record, I put on my voice notes and I will just record and just start freestyling. Because I've become pretty decent at freestyling. I've had a lot of friends that's influenced And that's an art within and, itself. Oh yeah, absolutely. Super fun. I have a, a good friend, Cynical, so Cynical. He was a great freestyler. He still is to this day. He can freestyle a whole story you'll never know. You think he wrote it. So whenever <laughs> I meet up with him, we'll just put on beats. And sometimes we can even talk and just have like vent sessions just freestyling off the top. So you guys, do you guys battle on. it out? Oh, yeah. All the time. <laughs> all the time. That's awesome. We do a mixture of battles and, and vent sessions where he'll be like, what's going on with his life? But it'll be completely in a freestyle format over like old school, hardcore hip hop beats. And then we're like, oh, I actually have like so many recordings of us doing that together. So uh, freestyling is a, a big part of my writing process. That's awesome. Straight up like eight mile Eminem, Papa Doc, one on one. Yes. Dirty. <laughs> As you and I both know, hip-hop is a very competitive genre. We've mentioned this a couple times that you have to adapt, otherwise you get left behind, and you have to separate yourself from other people. You mentioned some aspects of what separates you from other people, but I'm wondering, what do you think ideally makes a great hip-hop artist? If you can kind of create a human being to be your ultimate hip-hop dream what would they have to have in order to portray that? I think they need to be very open-minded because one thing that I feel dates in hip-hop artists is the inability to adapt. You know, the constant say, you know, back in my day, blah, 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 
it's like, yo, just pick up the mic and rap. You know, if you're a hip-hop artist back in the days where, where there were just no beats or there was just a beatboxer with you or just a pen in the table, you know, hip-hop is fluidity. Hip-hop is being able to evolve with the times and still deliver your message with an emphasis on vocal work, you know, an emphasis on the words. So I feel like the, the ideal hip-hop artist would be someone who is just able to rap about what they need to rap about, convey their message, and, and make it very, very appropriate and relatable to their audience. Um, they would have to put an emphasis on social awareness and issues. Um, if not all the time, at least a little bit, or at least even when they get on their social media, because now that we have social media as hip-hop artists, we also take an extra responsibility to convey our thoughts about certain situations to the public. It's very important to use that platform that you do have. 100%. Because now the record labels are, are signing you based off of how many people you have following. You know, so you're being signed based off of the influence that you have. You know, hip-hoppers were the first social media influencers. You know, before Facebook or YouTube, when one of your favorite rappers came on BT Jams or, or MTV or whatever, and he rapped about whatever he rapped about or he sang about whatever he sang about, you immediately, like, related to it and, and loved what they were saying because it meant a lot to you or it spoke to your life in a certain way, you know? So hip-hop artists need to take up that mantle, I think definitely in a positive note. So um, a good hip-hop artist or the ultimate hip-hop artist would definitely do that. Do you think that social media has made it harder or easier for musicians? Because there is a lot of noise out there, and there's a lot of people with mixtapes, and there's a lot of people check me out, follow me on SoundCloud, and all these different things. Do you think, personally, that uh, it's become easier or harder? I think right now it's the easiest time to be an independent musician. Period. I agree, I agree. More Now more than ever. We've, we've literally, as a society, although there is a lot of noise, and that makes sense, but I'd rather have a lot of noise than just noise that few people control. Because before, back in the day with the music industry, the only way you would hear an artist, a really dope artist, is if you went to a local area and just spot and they happened to be performing. Or if, a, if one of the big three record labels blasted this artist throughout every radio station, yep. every music venue that, was, that they had power and control over, and that's the only way you would get your music. Social you media know? completely now, eliminates the middleman and gives you yeah. the opportunity to, all it takes is that one person to hear you, and boom, your whole life could change. That's it. And now there are so many different niches uh, and genres of music that you can find exactly what you want. You know, if you listen to pop, punk, folk, blues artists, you can literally go online and type that in and find artists that write pop, punk, folk, blues music. You know, it's made it easier for the listener to really get what they want out of it. And, you know, I thought that old school hip hop was kind of dead or dying. But, you know, I put it on my song, Who Am I Right Now, has over 70,000 streams off of my album, Tampkin, right now. 
and it has a video on Facebook that has over 400,000 views, and just the comments is like, and it's, oh, it's younger people too, like 16 to 21 are like, oh my goodness, real hip hop is alive, you know, uh, no more mumble rap, I can't believe it's still out there. <laughs> it's incredible. And, and that's showing to me that there are kids online that are still looking to be influenced by that kind of music. Right. So they literally stumbled upon my video and they've been loving it because they could find exactly what they want. So there are people that know how to filter through the noise. I think you just have to learn how to filter through the noise as you do it for yourself. But I'm happy that there is noise and just not assumed noise. So speaking of, you released a few singles back in 2017, but you've had a tremendous year this year in 2018 with the release of your debut full-length album, Champion. It was released back in August on uh, August 13th, and I need to know, why did you name the album Champion? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Champion, this album is actually, it's my debut album, but I know a lot of like my core fan base have heard of a, a few of the songs on it because they've been a couple years old but they've been remastered redone a little differently and I had to name it Champion because it really took that much to, to complete the album. The album actually gave me a bit of a trouble especially earlier during the year. Getting the track listing together getting certain songs to fit and mesh well whether it was mixing and production, because I actually mixed a lot of the songs myself, as well as uh, produced a couple of the tracks myself. And I had to at the last second because certain instrumentals got pulled off the project. So, and amidst that, one of my close friends actually um, developed leukemia during. Oh, I'm the sorry to hear that. So, just. 2018 is what I described. It was my album personified. You know, I became a champion through all of the endeavors. In the beginning, I didn't think the album was going to come out properly. You know, it was hard to get that together. Um, early in the year, I almost had a breakdown because I was working too much. I wasn't able to give enough attention to my album. And then my friend had that mishap. So when I completed the album, um, it made the name Champion, and it's named after the last song on the album, which I do bring up some um, social awareness, injustice. I talk about social media. It's a very, very heartfelt song. And, yeah, that was it. I dedicated her to her, um, the album to her, Jacqueline, and she's doing great right now. That's so amazing to hear. Champion, yeah, so Champion was a, a great embodiment of what I've been through, and it speaks to anyone who's going through anything. You know, you never know what life to throw at you. So the album is 10 songs long and nearly 40 minutes long. So how long did it take to record the album, and how did you choose which songs were going to make the cut? So uh, a couple of the songs on the album had already come out as singles. Um, the second song, Who Am I?, which is one of my fan favorites, How I Feel, a movie fan favorite, um, and Dirt Shine. Um, these songs were already released the year prior, a year or two prior, so I knew they had to go. Um, they were definitely going to be part of the project, and they really felt like they fit the sonics of it to me. You know, I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be trapped in a box, 
by people saying, oh, he only does old school hip hop, or he only does pop music, or whatever. So as it starts, there's like a trap intro, you know, something hype. Then Who Am I comes in, brings you into like an old school hip hop vibe, and how I feel has like a pop hip hop social awareness song. And gotta shine is like comes right after, and it's like a a pop urban R&B hit, you know. And then back into pop, old school hip hop, and I really cycled through because I wanted to make sure that people could see the brunt of what I'm capable of. That way, when I pull out other stops on future albums, nobody's surprised. This is uh, acoustic rap, you know. Be light excels at that. I've heard him do it before, so I know this is gonna be crazy even before they hear the whole entire song. And you have some fantastic collaborations on this album, by the way. They are amazing. When you, oh, yeah. when yeah, when you uh, when you collaborate with someone, do you? write a song with that person or do you write a song first and then decide this is the person that I want it to feature? So, that with Champion specifically, I'm very, very, very super hyper picky as an artist that I didn't put that many features on it, not only because it was my debut album and I didn't want to like a debut album with features from like 10 other people because then it's not really my album, is it? But as far as songs like Battlefield, which is track, I believe, nine, featuring Janelle, she's a singer, I went to school with her, I actually wrote that song from scratch. I wrote the entire song. I wrote her lyrics, her vocals, I wrote my part, and I co-produced the piece as well. So when it comes to certain feelings, I'm usually the forefront of writing, but I do have certain artists where I'm like, yo, he would sound great on it. Let me finish writing. I'm going to swing it this way. I want him on it. You know, I, I feel like I have an ear, and I do listen to a lot of the artists locally in my station to try to figure out who belongs where and where they should go. So I would say the greater majority of the time I write first, then I figure out who's good on it. And I'll send it their way and see if they're willing to collab. And I think 2019 is going to see a lot more like collaborations than ever than ever because I'm really looking to branch out and really hit certain demographics and certain fan bases. Oh, we're looking forward to that. Yeah, man, definitely. Yeah, it's gonna be yo, know, it's gonna be so dope because I know so many dope artists, and I've just been neglecting them, and I'm very sorry about it. But 2019 is going to happen. That's awesome! I can't wait. So then, because you're very picky about who you feature on your music, does that mean that you pretty much already have an idea of who you want to collaborate with? Like, for example, this song, Champion, did you have it in mind? You know, I'm writing this song with her in mind, so she's going to be the one that's going to be on this. Yes, um, I, I typically knew her her range and her vocal sound, so when I wrote it, I wrote the, the chorus to kind of tailor what I knew she could do. You know, so when it comes to an artist, you know, I'll research them if I don't know them and I'll take a look at their other songs. And if they do hit me in a certain way, I'll be like, okay, she does this. She's capable of this. Okay, so let me tailor my writing to kind of embrace what she's able to do, because if she does what she can do at the peak of her level, then that's going to make that's going to maximize the song and make it like the best song ever. 
So I really do try to keep those things in front, and I'm always, always open for suggestions. Let's talk about touring for a little bit. What places have you been, and what is your favorite part about performing live? So, I want to say maybe, well, it's probably four and a half. Me and my old, I was part of a hip-hop collective crew called The Devil's Advocate. Me and a few artists, me, shout out to Cynical, he was in it, shout out to Madness, shout out to Royale, and we were like the slaughterhouse of Long Island. Is what we were trying to be, and I'm trying to kind of revive them all in that aspect now that I got my stuff together. But those years ago, about four and a half years ago, we went on a three-city, four, we called it a three or four-city tour. We did a show in Long Island. We did a show in Connecticut. We did a show in Rhode Island. And then we ended off the tour in Los Angeles, West Hollywood. Ooh, nice. So we did like, so we did a, a pretty important date of where we got to perform a lot of like our favorite records. And I want to say that being up there performing and looking out into the crowd and seeing that they resonate with me, it's so cool. Like you'll always get the, the priest, the straight, the stage fright and the jitters like the first minute in. But after that settles away and then you just become one with the music that you know that you made, it just all becomes perfect. So that first affirmation that people are really resonating upstairs in in the stage and looking out, and then when I get off the stage and then I get to talk to everyone, and they're like, yo, that was good, I love that song, blah, 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 that second affirmation is really what I do. That's incredible. It must be such an amazing feeling. How does that feel when, especially for your diehard fans, while you're up on stage performing and they're literally singing and rapping your lyrics back at you? You know, it's like the craziest thing in the world because you're like, it's almost surreal because you're like, you really resonated with the song so much that you actually know the words to it. You know, I get messages, I get fan mail all the time when people are like, yo, I have who am I on replay all day long? I haven't stopped listening to it. And I'm like, yo, I can I can barely wait to, to, or I can barely imagine how this is affecting people alone in their cars or wherever they are listening to a song that I wrote and really saying like, you know what? I really love this song and I resonate with the song. This song means so much to me. That's, um, it's an honor it's so wild because you're New York based, but to think, to stop and think for a minute that people all over the world are listening to you must really blow your yeah, mind. It's crazy because I just checked my, even CD Baby dropped some money in my account. And I'm like, what is this money from? I don't, I don't know who's paying me. And then I go and I look, somebody from Spain bought my album. Wow. You know, somebody from Brazil. You know, I'm looking at my streams, it's coming out of the UK. I've, Australian fans like it's ridiculous of like and this is where the power of social media is because yes again there's a lot of noise you know but my noise wouldn't have been heard if social media didn't make it so accessible absolutely absolutely do you have any plans so right to tour now, in 2019 
Yes, right now I'm definitely looking at all of the logistics and all of my streaming and album sale data, and I'm really trying to plan something within the United States. Um, it's taking a little longer than I expected, but I'm trying to go along, figure out a budget, and really get to where I can get. But I am planning to tour to at least a, a few different states um, in 2019. Ideally, where would you like to travel? Um, when I was looking, I do have a, I have a, a fan base, a big fan base, and it seems to be Los Angeles. Nice. Um, Chicago. Um, some parts of Florida. Seattle. See, that's not a bad tour right there. You know what I mean? That's that's an easy, quick three-city tour. So I'm definitely going to be looking into those areas to try to establish what my route's going to be. Now, do you have any personal future goals for 2019, other than touring? Yes, because I'm also running um, a music production record label audio engineering company that started this year. Good for you. Tell us more about that. so it's called Contrast Productions. Um, me and my friend James Lucid, uh, my mentor that got me on rapping, um, he stopped for a little bit, but I got him back into it. Um, we're signed to my label. Um, I have a couple producers signed to my label as well, myself being one of them. And I'm really trying to scale this. I also run a, a studio now that I offer recording and engineering time to upcoming hip-hop artists because I know the struggle. So I've also learned the ropes a little bit, and I can make great professional quality recordings for musicians like myself. And where is your so studio located? Right, right now it's located in Uniondale on Long Island. Okay, so I nice. I would say 10-15 minutes, very, very close to the Queens area. If anybody needs to reach or contact me, they can always contact me through my Instagram account. I also have... Um, uh, Instagram account for the production company and record label that I'm going to be starting to push a lot more frequently. And that's coming out in the work. So I'm trying to scale that business as well. Yes. Yeah, so please plug your website, your personal website and your social medias for everybody to go check you out. So right now, if you need to find anything about me on Elite, you can get me at www.imustbelight.com I-M-U-S-T the letter B and light L-I-G-H-T dot com You can follow me on all social media platforms um, at I must be light I-M-U-S-T B L-I-G-H-T that's, at, that's on Twitter that's Instagram uh, Facebook.com slash I must be light and YouTube.com slash be light music B-L-I-G-H-T M-U-S-I-C now, I know you just dropped your debut this year, which was huge, and it's only been a couple months since it's been out, but are there any plans for new music in 2019 from B-Light? Yes, I'm actually, I'm going to be releasing a lyric video for one of my singles that I released after my album called How I Live. It's um, a trap-influenced, very speedy lyrical song you can find out on Spotify, Apple Music. Um, I have another song called well, I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to call it yet, but I do have a, a, a debut for me and my boy James. It's going to be a debut duo, hip-hop duo record. That's going to be coming out in January. And I've already started on the next album. The next al- Actually, the, the next album is basically finished. Wow. I just have to tighten up a couple of things. Because like I said, Champion was actually two to three years in the making. Yeah, it's been a long time so, coming. <laughs> You know, so these songs are new to a lot of people. 
and I'm happy about it, but they're relatively old to me, so I have a whole bunch of new stuff I want people to hear. There's going to be a lot more collaborations on this new album as well, and it's going to be a lot longer, you know, because I'm going to have to have a, a good chunk of the music with just me and then um, the artists that I, I love to collaborate with and I want them on it, so that's the plan. Well, it sounds like 2019 is shaping up to be a very busy year for you, Be Light. You have to promise me that when you drop your next album that you will come back on and we will chat about it again. I'm here. I'm hoping next time. I think I almost cracked 100,000 streams with this album. Next album, I want to at least crack 250,000 and just go from there. I believe in you. I know you can do it. You're a very talented young artist and i really believe in your music i love the message behind it i love everything that you are putting out you have my support thank you so much i really appreciate it guys for having me on the show no problem and before we let you go i always ask all of our guests this we are music matters media so why does music matter to you music matters to me because it literally is ingrained in every single one of us it influences our actions, our emotions, um, and even sometimes our judgment calls about how we believe in certain things or what to believe or how to react to certain things. So music matters to me because it's influential and it should matter to everyone else because of that. I couldn't have said it any better. Thank you so much for coming on, Bobby. Guys, thanks again for having me. I hope you all have a great day. And I hope to see you guys at a show soon, to be honest. Yes. Dude, that would be so amazing. We would love to. All right, I'll definitely let you, I'll definitely let you guys know, um, and I'll definitely hope to see you guys soon. Wow, Eric, what a nice guy. What a nice and very talented guy. Such a talented guy. It was so great to be able to talk to him about releasing his debut full-length album. This is just the beginning of Bobby's career. I truly wholeheartedly believe that he's going to go on and achieve such great things. He is so extremely talented, such a nice, charismatic guy. This is just the beginning for him. Yeah, and with a strong debut like this, I really can't wait to see what he does in the future. And guys, we want to know what you thought of today's episode. What did you think of our interview with Bobby did you check out his music? Well, you should. We are going to put all the links to his website and all of his social medias below to this episode. Go check him out. Go support him. Such a great guy. Such a talented musician. And he has left us with a special treat for you guys today. Instead of our regular outro music, he left us with a song for us to play. A brand new track called How I Live. Please look out for Bobby in 2019. The best is still yet to come. And Eric, I can't think of a better way to celebrate our 40th episode than by playing this song. So here it is. This is How I Live. Yeah. Be light. Shout out to Killer. See, I'm headed for the top and I can't look back. Came for the check, got the whip in the back. Came with the watch and it came all black. Kenan, Kel, yeah, it's all that. Yo, all black like Django. Whips and chains kept us enslaved, but I work hard all day. Now I got a different whip and a different age. Got here and I can't go back for the window, so I can't go Mac. I need a dollar like Aloe Black. I need a dollar like Aloe Black. I need a dollar, no need for impalas. I ain't have a father, but made it through college. My mama, a goddess, and ain't have the knowledge, but we had to hustle with blessings allotted. Yo, yo, yo. yo. 
I could kill them with the rhythm, but they don't really know. Cause they never see me hit them like this before. When I doubt even your missus will miss this flow. Miss this flow. Listen, bro. Do it to the T like Lipton, yo. You can never see what I see or believe who I be. Blood, sweat, and tears like I'm eager to bleed. I can never fall like the leaves on the tree or the season. At least that's the meaning to me. If you wanna talk keys, you can see I'm a G. That's 1K, that's a check that I see. I don't whine, but they know I'm fine. Got no retainer, I'm on my grind. I'm giving bars, but I don't fight crime. If money calls, they'll blow my line. Damn, they don't understand. See, it's just part of the plan. See, it's just part of the plan. Keeping the beat and ain't even come with a band. Band, band. See, I'm coming for bands. They wanna be part of the brand. Cause I'm the man. Put off on my hood, what's good? Ain't even part of the clan. Like, yeah. They don't really notice what I did. Yeah, I just gotta do this for the kids. I just gotta show them how I live. Why? Yeah, I just put my mama in a crib. They don't really notice what I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just gotta do this for the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just gotta show them how I live. Why? Cause I just, huh, mama. Look, check, cause and effect. I cause the effect. What you expect? All of this pain that I keep on my chest like a necklace expensive. I'm going in debt. If you call in my bluff, what I call disrespect. Why they call and collect? I call and collect. I'm at the desk while they trying to flex. They call you dope, but they call me the best. They cannot get up and pushing these messages to get to the bread. I just do what it do. Then I get home and They don't see my bed If you sleeping on me You can sleep in my room See what I said Yes, your vision is dead They've been misled And they can't see the doom I got it on lock And I'm giving them dread Like a hairdresser Giving Jamaicans to do They could defend But I kill with the minimum Lyricism I just kill them With synonyms Laced with adrenaline Couple with Ritalin Injected to cerebellums And many men Mercenary bars I'ma take the charge <laughs> They can just get clapped <laughs> Round of the applause Like, yeah They don't really notice what I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just gotta do this for the kids, uh, uh, uh. I just gotta show them how I live, yeah. Uh, I just put my mama in a crib. Yeah, they don't really notice what I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just gotta do this for the kids, uh, uh, uh. I just gotta show them how I live, yo, yo, yeah. I just put my mama in a crib. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, mama in a crib. Yeah, people, they don't really notice what I did, what I did. I just put my mama in a crib.